We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive. Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by a serial killer. That's right, cocoa pops, shredded wheat, fruity pebbles. He'll kill them all. It's Chris. Ah, yes, serial killer. I get you. Good joke. Why, I enjoyed it very much. Why are you much. laughing? It's I'm hilarious. Laugh- I'm laughing on the inside. Okay, it doesn't look like it. It's because it's early morning. I'm depressed on the outside. Okay, <laughs> right. Early mornings, they don't work for you. No. Uh, Chris, today, yeah. we are doing a sequel to a film that we did a few months back. And it involves serial killers. Hey, you got that subtle clue. I did. Let me guess. You get one guess, and then we're moving on. Interesting. Okay. I'll give you the year, if that will help. Go on. 1983. Nightmare on Elm Street 2. No, that was the worst guess you've ever done. How? That's a serial killer. Yeah, True. It's not the worst guess you've ever done. There it's Psycho 2. Uh, I actually did think that earlier. I thought, don't be ridiculous. Surely they didn't make a sequel to that terrible film. Well, they did. and They made a sequel to that well-respected piece of cinema history, <laughs> which was directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Hitchcock, uh, unfortunately, died in 1980, so he wasn't directing this unless he was a ghost. Which he was, obviously. Obviously. Uh, instead, it was directed by Richard Franklin, who studied under Hitchcock. I think he'd worked on a couple of his films before uh, Hitchcock's passing. So a student of the game is directing Psycho 2, which... Which would never f- work. You'd think so. You'd think that a sequel to one of the most beloved films in history wouldn't work. And in a way, this... <laughs> It's not terrible, because usually when you get these things, uh, I'm thinking of the Jaws sequels in particular, because they're not very good. The second one is okay, but from there they get progressively worse. But this one, Psycho 2, actually tries something different, because the first Psycho is predominantly a horror thriller type thing. This one is the same genre, but it comes at it from a different uh, perspective. You're waving your hand uh, around I know, the I'm air. Trying, I'm, trying trying to, I'm trying to give you uh, where it's coming from. It's not coming at you from there. It's coming no, at you it's from coming at me from my right, apparently. Yes. <laughs> so that's where it's coming at you from. Uh, yeah. Shall we get into this film, Chris? Before we do, is there another classic scene of knife behind a shower curtain? But this time it's like knife in the bathtub, knife on the toilet, knife while cooking, perhaps. No, there's no knife in the washroom facilities in this one although it does open up with that scene from the first film oh okay just making sure just you know ripped straight from it is it still like the same guy was his name norman bates or something isn't it? yes well after that the the flashback uh we cut to 22 years later chris 22 because the first one came out in the 60s right okay so, so that they're using real time as how much time's in the film yes that yeah. old thing. yeah so 22 years later norman has been successfully declared sane by uh, some medical professionals and he's got help from a doctor and the judge has decided that Norman is now safe to be let back into society. I thought you meant he was now sane enough to have like a proper judgment passed on him, not released back into society. No, well, he was convicted of the murders and several other murders that we didn't see in, in Psycho 1, yeah. but he was let off because he was incapable he was insane basically that was the ruling so he was 
he wasn't let off. He was he was still in custody for 22 years, which Bernie. couldn't have been nice for him. Psychiatric facility or something. Yeah. With that in mind, he's now been declared that he's sane enough to be let out. He's now responsible for his actions. And um, a few people, including Lila Loomis, who was Lila Crane, sister of... Loomis? Yeah, not... Loomis? <laughs> not... Halloween Loomis, although the famous shower scene, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's mother played um, Marion Crane. Oh, so the same universe then? It's, it's <laughs> no, I'm. They're, they're the same universe. Would it blow your mind if I also said that they were considering casting Jamie Lee Curtis uh, in in this as one of the main roles as well? Yeah, well I would confirm the same universe, <laughs> wouldn't it? So, okay, Psycho Halloween, same universe. Uh, she wouldn't have been play, playing. Uh, Laurie Strode in y- this. Yeah, she would have. She <laughs> no, it'd be Laurie Loomis, because obviously her mum must have married Dr. Loomis before his death. Well, well right. Lila, who was Marion's sister, uh-huh. uh, has since grown 22 years oh, and God. married, I think, Sam Loomis, who was the man that Marion Crane was sleeping with before she got stabbed. That's just so, when she was she ran away from a place of work or something, didn't she? Yes, with a bunch of money. So since then, Lila has married Sam, and Sam in the preceding years has passed away. Lila has been essentially campaigning to make sure that Norman never gets out because Norman killed her sister and, you know, all sorts of nasty stuff. But her protests fall on deaf ears and Bates is allowed to be set free. He immediately goes back to his house under the supervision of uh, uh, this psychiatric doctor who says, I've, I've got you a job at a um, local diner where you'll be helping out the, the chef and uh, y- your hotel is, is still operational but it's being run by somebody else. You can live in the house but probably just, you know... Stay away from the hotel. Stay away from the hotel, which is right next to the house. Right. Is it still the Bates Motel? <laughs> yes. The hotel is sort of a bit run down now. The person that's been running it is Warren Toomey. Toomey? Yes. He's sort of running it as a sort of party drug sex den. That sounds <laughs> not like my kind of place. <laughs> Uh, and um, when Norman finds out about this, he's not very happy and he fires Toomey. So he's still in charge of the motel? He said, yeah, Norman still owns the motel, but he, was, he wasn't he was able to run it, you know. Okay. Being in prison. Of course, <laughs> that makes stuff. sense. We get introduced to a few characters that work at the diner. Elderly Emma Spooley, who is uh, helping, I think she's like the head waitress there or something. We get introduced to the cook. And one of the waitresses... Mary, who has recently had a spat with her boyfriend and her boyfriend's been cheating on her and she's got nowhere to stay. And at the end of the shift, Norman says, well, you can stay at my hotel. Oh, God. And uh, it'll be great fun. And because Mary's got nowhere else to go, uh, she accepts the offer. Right. But it's at this point that Toomey's sleazy dealings is found out and then Norman fires him then. Mary asks about what the commotion was and Norman says, oh, you probably don't want to stay in the hotel. There's drugs and needles and things in there. You should come and stay at my house. Because that's a good idea. (laughs) My spooky, spooky house at the top of a hill. Mary doesn't know about Norman's past. How could she not? (laughs) He should be an infamous serial killer. True, That the hotel itself 
should have this reputation of you know people have died there there's a guy who owned it kept his mum's body in the thing all that lot yeah it does have that reputation let's assume she moved to the area recently recently yeah well she's only been working at the diner four days so she's pretty new to the area okay. but norman does say that hey i i got put in a mental institution because i poisoned my mother so that's the only crime that he's admitting admitting to to mary that's the only one that technically that he did sanely because the rest of them were the personality of his dead mother taking over so i oh, don't try that <laughs> I'm, I'm going there right that's that's what you get you'll be shocked to know chris that norman doesn't kill mary they get on quite well interesting they're they're buddy buddy norman does confess that he probably thinks it's best that he doesn't stay in the house alone because he's scared of the ghosts of his past and um mary goes okay right fine i'll i'll stay with you i've got nowhere to be so i'll i'll stay with you the next day they go back to the to the diner they're working there and norman he's helping out he's like reading out the orders they've got a little spin thing and he's reading out the orders. Toomey comes in to the diner in a drunken state, complaining that he's been fired and, you know, just being a real sleazeball, hitting on Mary, because he thinks that Mary and Norman hooked up. They didn't, but he's this kind of sleazy guy, and he thinks everyone's sleazy. Norman, nice. while he's reading out... <laughs> no. Norman, while he's reading out the orders, finds a note not of an order for delicious sandwiches and things or is it a note from his dearly departed mother yes remove to me put to me in a tomb (laughs) to me in a tomb no it's a note saying don't let that slut referring to mary in my house again love (laughs) mummy god this combined with the fact that to me is being a prick sets norman off and he almost almost picks up a knife and kills Toomey in the diner but he resists and the the big cook sends Toomey on his way and uh, Norman's like oh having a bit of a panic and then mysteriously the note from his mother isn't there when he tries to explain everything to the chef and stuff so of course because he's just hallucinated it he's still insane (laughs) he's a bit on edge at the moment yeah why is he working in this uh this place if he still owns the motel surely is he not getting money in from that it's i think it's a way for him to reintegrate with society without being tempted no, to... that's the worst thing to do best thing is to put him straight back into the hotel let him live upstairs <laughs> put another corpse in there dress in his mother's clothes that's his, that's the best way to get therapy for him okay i mean he's doing okay so far is he yes he's seeing a note from his dead mum already well Things are about to get a whole lot weirder. Toomey comes back late at night to the hotel. Oh, he's definitely going to die. <laughs> Mary's still staying with um, Norman in, in the house. Uh, but Toomey comes back in a drunk state, bibbing his horn and going, I'm clearing out my office and then I'll be gone forever, Norman, and you'll never see me again, you, you crazy psycho. You get it. Cause, I, I, I get yeah. it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Norman gets a mysterious phone call. Oh, no. Uh, we don't hear the voice on the other end of it. But we can assume it's his mum. Well, he I think he does say, is this my mother? And then he sort of gets ooh, freaked out by it. Uh, he hangs up the phone. He thinks it's Toomey just messing about. Um, smash cut to Toomey in the office clearing out his stuff. We see a shadow walk by the window. Ooh. And then Toomey turns around and knifed in the face. <laughs> 
is it one of those where it's actually we all think it's Norman but it's not Norman well we don't see who did it this one is very quick this killing it's literally turn around slash to the face smash cut to the next day and the doc rolls up in his car the office where Toomey was killed has got an opening soon sign on it and Norman is outside sort of knocking nails into floorboards and stuff doing some DIY around the the house and he says to the doc I'm just getting it ready I fired Toomey because he was a bit of a prick and um, yeah I'm I'm getting it all ship shape so no one's realised Toomey is deceased at the moment well it's played off in the film that maybe Norman knows but uh, I'll I think Norman knows because if it wasn't him that done it I bet I know who did it who did it it was the woman staying with him in the house Mary yeah because she moved there oh yeah she moved there because she knows about all this stuff and she's become obsessed with Norman she knew he's being released she positioned herself precisely for when he was coming out oh. and it moved in there with him yeah you're in the right forest but you're barking up the wrong tree oh so well, okay it's you not Mary no guessing let me let me continue with my story because oh. we can't really survive as to me because it's a surprise attack yeah, you can you're more flexible when you're drunk he could have easily have leant backwards to me is not a flexible him. man He's portly, Chris. And uh, I'm being polite. Portly gentleman. <laughs> right, okay, that changes it completely then. Because even if we survive that, we're going to die of a heart attack a few weeks later. But probably, yeah. He looks like he's <laughs> he's one heavy drinking session away from oh dear. <laughs> vomiting in his moustache. <laughs> Something like that. But a, f- a few more mysterious things happen. A few more phone calls and notes and things from Norman's mother. Uh, he goes up into the attic at one point because he thinks he sees the silhouette of his mother standing up there. But he gets locked up there and he falls asleep. And whilst he's asleep up there, two kids sneak into the basement and they start doing some drugs there, but they are disturbed by the mysterious presence of a of an old shadowy lady. Oh, the yeah. boyfriend has a look, but the girlfriend is freaked out and immediately crawls out of this flippy window and the boyfriend goes to escape but the window closes on him and he's brutally stabbed to death oh, so uh, we know we know it's not norman now cuz norman is locked in the attic well we never we never see him i mean when mary comes home the attic is open interesting oh so it was it was never locked or was it or was it what happened maybe it was a metaphorical lock this reminds me of the film called the boy in which the main character is locked in the attic. Oh, I thought you were going to say where the main character was. A boy. <laughs> oh, no, the, it, it is. But a, a woman is um, locked in the attic. And, you know, I think she falls asleep as well. What that also pe- reminds me of Jane Eyre. Does she fall asleep in an attic? No, but the, the it's a really old book. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> where the man that she wants to marry locks his ex-wife in an attic. Does she fall asleep? No, she burns the house down. Oh, see, that's different. Okay. <laughs> But the majority of people, when locked in the attic, <laughs> fall asleep yeah. rather than panicking. I mean, it's dusty. It's warm up there. Uh, no, the one on the boy didn't fall asleep. No, sorry. Did she he kill was, everyone? She was rendered unconscious. I, okay. think she, I think she hits her head or something. <laughs> well, Norman is rendered unconscious by sleepiness. By sleepiness, Maybe yeah. from all the murdering he's been doing. We'll never know. Well, you've already <laughs> told me it's not all the murdering. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, who knows? There is a twist coming, Chris. I, I sense a twist oh. coming. Right. <laughs> The girlfriend understandably goes to the police and says someone was murdered at Norman's house. At which point they're going to be like, fuck, get Norman. 
Well, they go there, they have a search, but there's no like signs of a body or a murder or anything. And Mary comes home and goes, yeah, Norman was with me the whole time. We went for a walk in a field. So, it so she's lying. <laughs> so it couldn't have been me. Norman confronts her about this and goes, hey, why did you lie to the police and say it was you that, that you were with me? And she goes, oh, no, I, I don't believe you could have done this or it's, you've not got it in you anymore. And Norman's all freaked out. He thinks things are happening again. And Mary goes, relax, I'll I'll find us some booze. Toomey's always had some booze. I'll make you some Irish coffee and that'll calm you down. So she goes into the office and then jump scare. Yeah. Lina Loomis. Lina <laughs> Loomis. This is the wife of Sam Dr. Loomis. Loomis. Yeah. Not... not not Doctor, not Halloween Loomis. <laughs> Sam Loomis, sister of uh, Marion Crane, who shower scened. Who is Jamie Lee Curtis's mother? Yes. So ma- okay, <laughs> chill, chill with the Halloween references. <laughs> okay, Lila's there. It turns out that Lila and Mary have been working together, placing notes and phoning up uh, Norman and trying to convince him that he's going mad again. Uh, So they're driving him to insanity because Mary is Lila's daughter. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so the family connection. Okay, so that would be her aunt that Norman obviously murdered. Yes, but Mary, having spent some time with Norman, says Norman's recovered. He's not crazy anymore, and what we're doing isn't right. We shouldn't... We should stop, okay? Just leave him alone. They're trying to do this to try and get him sent back to the the place. Yes, to prison. Interesting. Yeah, but Mary's having second thoughts, and she doesn't want any more to do with that. Is it the same actor for Norman? Same actor for Norman, same actor for uh, Lila as Ooh, well. Interesting. That's yes. good. It is good. It's good continuity and good yeah. flow. And you'd think that acting in the 60s was different from modern day acting and acting in the, the 80s. But you know what? They're both still pretty spot on. They're, really? they're good, yes. They've yeah. adapted well to the changing decades. Okay. Mary goes back to Norman and. Does she confess? Yeah, she does say that. I think this might be my mother. She's trying to drive you a bit crazy. Uh, then Norman starts hearing his mother's voice again, and that freaks him out. Mary has a small gun that she's bought with her. Like you know, she knew what she was getting into, so she wanted so she to brings protection. Yes. Okay. Small guns never work against serial killers, though. <laughs> Normal guns don't normally work either. Unlike other slasher films and stuff, Norman is just a man. Just or a man. whichever mysterious person is committing these murders uh, is just yeah. a, a man slash woman okay. slash possibly spirit of a dead woman. <laughs> Interesting. So a, gu- a gun would be useful. But yeah, she's bought that. Uh, they search the house. And Norman freaks out when when he hears the voice of his mother in the basement. He refuses to let Mary go and search for the room. So he locks her and him in this upstairs room throughout the night so they can't be ghosted or That's anything like that. Yeah. I mean, whoever's doing this, I don't think they're going to kill Norman because they're clearly obsessed with him, so he's safe. But Mary. Oh, Mary, Mary. Mary is in trouble. Now, the next day... Yeah. Mary goes to the hotel where Lila is staying. Uh, she confronts her because she, whilst they were searching the room, she called up uh, her mum's hotel. It wasn't the Bates Motel. Oh, it was okay. a different hotel that she was staying at in town. Which I think her mum's barred from the Bates Motel. Yes. <laughs> but they said that she wasn't there when all the spooky things were happening. Uh-huh. Ah, so she's prime suspect number one. 
and uh, they have an argument which is overheard by the hotel receptionist you know spooking norman and stuff like that the cops show up at norman's house again they've decided that they're going to search the swamp where norman used to hide all of the bodies of his victims and stuff uh-huh. and they're having a look for uh, cars and, and stuff like that in the swamps mary's there and they see them pull out the car of toomey uh, i think norman is sent back to the house and uh all while this is going on the doc is on the case He's sussed that someone is trying to drive Norman crazy again, and he's zeroed in on Lila being the main culprit. So this is just a doctor who's done this. Is a psychiatrist? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He's done good work with Norman. Norman is is sane, apart from all the people that are trying to make him go insane. But he's now actually hearing his mother's voice. Yes. If he's not sane anymore, then is he? No, because no, he's been broken by all of these people trying to prove that he's insane. Oh, good so they've made him insane which is a kind of a sad story because he's he's been redeemed well not redeemed he's been healed not healed he's he's coping with his <laughs> his, his uh mental issues and he's done so so far but the world keeps telling him that he's a monster and he's a murderer well, i mean he kind of is yeah he, but not, he killed a lot of people yes but he now isn't killing a lot of people or is i'm trying to maintain the plot twist (laughs) okay but i think we all know it's not him it's not him no people are are telling him that he's a monster and he's he's going no i'm not a monster i'm better but then all of these things keep happening to him and it's kind of sad he just wants to get on with his life and run a respectable hotel and then you've got drug dealers and all sorts of madness happening around him it's a, a little bit sad for norman Lila, she's being followed. She goes back to the hotel and into Norman's house where under this loose stone she's been hiding a costume of Norman's mother. So she's doing... Is she doing the killings? Well, she turns around and is stabbed in the mouth. (laughs) Oh, my days. So she's been going there dressed as Norman's mother to spook him out is another yeah, thing. writing the notes and doing like that. messing but up she things she hasn't in the been house. doing the killing. There's, there's a third person who's been like, this is the perfect opportunity for me to slip in here and start murdering people. Everyone's going to think it's Norman or there's possibly people will zone in, as you said, on this Mary character. I can get away scot-free. Mm. Is it the daughter? Well, she is at the swamp watching the sheriff pull up all of the cars. That so have she's been. at the swamp. The doctor has been waiting outside the house seeing where Lila has gone and he goes in after her he searches the basement and then whilst he's about to find like the hidden clothes of uh, the the costume that Lila and Mary were wearing to try and freak out Norman Norman shows up in the basement and he goes doctor what are you doing here Ooh. it's all lit spookily and stuff and the doctor goes hey Mary and Lila they're mother daughter they've been planting weird notes and things to try and freak you out and drive you to insanity and Norman goes are you sure are you sure it's not my real mother (laughs) (laughs) and the doc goes no your your mother's dead you poisoned her and if I can give you proof that your mother is dead and that it was Lila and Mary pulling these things then will you believe me and Norman goes sure so they go to the cemetery dig out the body of Norman's mother is the body gone when they open the coffin no the body's there oh that's disappointing (laughs) it's nothing spooky so the body is still there and not in like Norman's basement or anything because he was using it in the last film yeah as a prop or something like that so yeah Norman's 
right okay that's my mother but is it my real mother for goodness sakes (laughs) still spooky things are going on the sheriff sends mary back to the bates motel where norman is sat there contemplating things where he gets a mysterious phone call from his real mother uh is this him actually being you know hallucinating or is this this the prankster well i'm not sure because norman is talking to someone but mary snatches the phone away and she can't hear anyone and then when norman takes it back he goes oh no mother i won't let her do that again and then she goes upstairs to the phone you know how phone lines work they're connected so you can be on two yeah, phones so and hear, hear the conversation it. she can only hear norman uh so i don't know whether he might be or i, th- I should think he's hallucinating that then. yeah so in order to try and counteract norman's insanity coming back she goes down into the basement dresses as norman's mother and goes hey norman i i'm not on the phone i'm here i'm right in front of you so you should put the phone down and stuff that doesn't work so she goes upstairs she's armed herself with a knife as well this is all going very badly why is she doing this well she wanted to try and calm norman down so she dressed as his mother yes to sort of convince him she's not on the phone she's in front of you to try and break it it's worst possible idea (laughs) it isn't the best plan because unfortunately the doctor decides that he's going to be a ninja (laughs) (laughs) okay and mary is upstairs she's crying she's worried that norman's gonna snap and kill her and (laughs) i don't know how the doctor got upstairs because yeah he was outside and then he just suddenly appears on the like the first floor ninja and then sneakily sneaks up to mary who he doesn't know it's mary it's just someone wearing norman's mother's clothes and a wig so he sneaks up does he like snap her neck or something no he sneaks up she turns around and you know how we're always talking about in real life instinctive moves oh god she stab him she does stab him a little bit thinking it's norman i'm guessing yes well she doesn't know someone's messing with norman and she thinks they might be in the house and she's been spooked and she stabs the doctor a little bit the doctor goes oh no i've been stabbed stumbles falls over the balcony of the stairs which is fine he's only been stabbed a little bit does the fool kill him the knife is still in him oh does he land on the knife he lands on the knife and that kills him (laughs) oh dear does this happen in front of norman no norman's not aware of this and mary goes downstairs and then norman comes back and goes oh hello mother he now thinks that mary is his mother of course yeah which is freaky uh, Mary picks up the knife and goes, hey, Norman, d- stop it. I'm not your mother anymore. Just d- stop coming towards me. And Norman going, hey, come on. Come on, mother. I'll make you some tea or something. But don't drink tea if you're dressed as Norman's mother. <laughs> you poisoned his mother. Uh, of course, yeah. So, Is uh, he oblivious to the dead body? Well, he goes, oh, m- mother, look at the mess you've made. I'll, I'll clean it up. I always clean up after your messes, mother. We'll we'll get through this, mother. She's Mary's freaked right out. And she's cutting Norman. She's, like, stabbing him in the hands and stuff, trying to get him to back off and everything. And Norman's going, oh, please don't do that, Mother. I don't want to hurt you, Mother. Just come on. And they're walking down into the basement. Okay. And (laughs) Norman's being... He's got his hands cut. He's he's being cut in the chest as well. And uh, just as things are about to get real brutal, uh, Mary's about to stab Norman properly because she's really fearing for her life. The cops burst in and they shoot Mary. Ah, because they they assume she's the one that's been doing all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's a very compromising position to be in, Chris. 
Well, yeah. Stabbing Norman. I mean, Norman has the history, but he is... Not the def- one with the knife. Yeah, and he's the one who's obviously got the uh, attacks on him. The police have also been made aware of the Doctor's theory that it's someone messing and trying to frame Norman, Norman and yeah. make him go insane again. So, yeah, this is the worst position Mary could have been caught in. So the police open fire. Uh, I'm guessing she dies. Uh, yes and no. Oh, for goodness sakes. Right. In the theatrical version, which is the one I watched, yeah, I think it's implied that Mary is killed and right. Mary doesn't come back for Psycho 3, which is a thing. <laughs> okay. But in the like extended cut, in an extended scene... She Mary, survives. Yeah, she's not killed by the gunshot. She's put in hospital and stuff. But it's a kind of a big... Ah, oh, because it wasn't Mary. We've gotten to like this character. She's caring for Norman. She's trying to do, do the best for Norman. Uh, but she puts herself in this position. I mean, technically, she has killed a doctor. But she only stabbed him a little bit. I don't care. She left a knife in him. <laughs> it was his fault that in his madness, he dropped off the edge of the balcony. <laughs> Ninjutsu got wrong. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to show off some more of those ninja skills <laughs> that he had. I think that's on the doctor. He Well, he, he didn't know that. It could have been Norman in the dress and stuff. So Norman is properly broken by this whole series of situations. His friend is dead, not dead. She was dressed as his mother. It's all very confusing for Norman. He should go back to the hospital, shouldn't he? Really, he should. But I bet they don't, do they? Nope. Oh, dear. The police, they think this is a cut-and-dry case, that Mary's been doing the killings, Mm. and they just send Norman back to the hotel. Stop sending him to the hotel. Send him to Hawaii or somewhere else, somewhere far away. You'd think if he's being released after having all these years of treatment and stuff, and they finally think he's fine again to live in normal society... The house and a hotel will surely be like massive triggers for him or something like that. Yeah. Also, America works differently there, so you have to like pay for your own health care. Surely they probably would have sold off the hotel and the house to pay for his health care or something like that. Because I know it works differently there. I thought they would have changed his name, given him a new identity and sent him somewhere else. Yeah. Just sell the motel. Tear it down. Get it out of his name. Yeah. Send him somewhere else. Anywhere. (laughs) Instead, we go, we've got this mentally unstable serial killer. Send him back to the house where he was abused as a child and killed his mother. (laughs) We spent 22 years with him. He's he's good as gold. Yeah, send him back. Send him back to hell. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. So, Norman, he's in the house alone. He's sad. Uh, He's laid out two sets of cutlery uh, and and plates. He's expecting a visitor. There's a little knock on the door. Yeah. It's, it's like this. It's oh, a bit of Jesus. F- foley art. <laughs> okay. Uh, and who opens the door, Chris? Oh, let me guess. Is it Mary's mum? I forgot her name. Lila. Yeah. Who was stabbed in the mouth? Oh yeah, she. Yeah, okay. Yeah, did she die? I'm going to assume she died from that. Yes, her body is hidden in a stack of coal. Okay, cool. She's very dead. In that case... You get one more guess and then I'm telling you. Oh, frick, that could be anybody. I haven't got any... You haven't given me any of her options. <laughs> I did give you one right back at the start. Mrs. Spoolie, the kindly old <laughs> head waitress at the diner where Norman works. You never said there was a Mrs. Spoolie. I did. You said there was a chef that he worked for. <laughs> there was also a Mrs. Spoolie. You didn't tell me about Mrs. Spoolie. I did. You go back and listen to it, Chris. I will. I was very, very clear about Mrs. Spoolie and her elderliness. <laughs> she comes in. 
it turns out that Mrs. Spooley has been the one murdering all of these people because she is Norman's real mother. What? <laughs> Plot twist, Chris. Turns out Spooley, it was uh, Norman's mother's maiden name before she became a Bates. And Mrs. Spooley had had Norman when she was very young and decided to give her over, give Norman over to Mrs. Bates. Is that her sister or something? Her sister, yes. Because Mrs. Spooley was, when she was very young and she had Norman, she was then put into a mental institution because she was having issues. So she gave her to her sister, who also had undiagnosed mental issues because she would abuse Norman and and just be... This runs in the whole family, doesn't it? It does, yeah. So Mrs. Spooley says, hey, I'm your real mother. I've been killing all of the people that have been giving you shit. Lila was that was her doing the kids and uh, to me they were all killed by this spooly lady. lady yes <laughs> right as a way to sort of protect Norman Norman takes this fairly well as as you'd expect him to if you look very closely Chris they're in the kitchen and oh, yeah. there's there's something that's very out of place in the kitchen a okay. shovel <laughs> okay Norman picks up the shovel while Mrs. Spooley is sat down at the table and while she's not looking he picks it up, bashes her over the head with the shovel, killing her instantly and breaking the chair that she sat on. Why? Norman then picks up the body and this whole film has taken its toll and he immediately regresses back to Norman of Psycho 1 carrying the dead body of Mrs. Spooley his real mother up to his mother's room and talking in his mother's voice going, Oh, don't take me to bed, Norman. I want to sit in my chair and look out the window. Yes, mother. So he snapped. All the work that the doc has done, ruined, and Norman is back to doting on a dead body. Are you sure that it never worked in the first place and he was just faking being sane again no it, it i think it worked and that's the whole like arc of the story it worked but the world kept saying hey you're a monster so he just went fuck it i'm a monster then if everyone thinks i'm a monster i'll murder an old lady and start talking to the body again <laughs> so fair enough uh, it's kind of sad in a way because norman he's like even in the first one before we knew he was a killer we just thought he was like oh he's a well-meaning person slightly creepy but well-meaning nonetheless. This film, again, just sort sort of breaks him. And it, it's like what I said at the beginning, it comes at you from a different angle. So it's not, oh, Michael Myers is back again killing people. It's like Michael Myers, he's recovered, but everyone, nobody can let go that he murdered some teenagers. Yeah, It's like this. Norman, he had issues, he got over them, but nobody can get on board with the fact that he's reformed. And they just in well, the end look they, what's happened. they break. Well, they break him, and then they start the cycle all over again. So it's not Norman's fault. If he'd gone to Hawaii and not been let yeah. back into the hotel, he would have been fine. But well, nobody knew who he was. It, it could have worked. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But then we want to get Psycho Three. Is he in Psycho Three? Yes. The poster is very weird. It's him holding up a room key in front of the Bates Motel, looking really wide-eyed and crazy. Oh, cool. That looks like that. Right. <laughs> It's the same actor again. Yes, and in Psycho 4. Fucking how many are there? <laughs> four. It ends up four. And then there's the Bates Motel TV series, which is set before all the films. Yes, I've not watched that. Have you? No, I it? think it's on Netflix, but I've uh, not. Yeah, it is on, uh, it, it a go. is on Netflix, yeah. 
I think that came out like the same time as Hannibal because they were going through like a phase of let's prequel up all the serial killers, baby, in TV form. <laughs> Ooh, could have got a Halloween one. Yeah. I know Rihanna's in that as well. Got Bates Motel. Yeah, she plays the role of... They, they do what they do in Hannibal. They get up to, oh, well, we can't do any more prequels, so we'll do the events. And Rihanna plays, I think, the role of Marion Crane. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, so there you go. I've watched okay. Hannibal, so I, I can't talk about Bates Motel. <laughs> All right, okay. Okay. What are your thoughts on this? Surviving stuff, because you're just well, being essentially knifed by an old lady. Yeah, you think you'd be able to overpower her, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd think that, but Friday the 13th. That was an old lady as well. Yeah, I know, but those were um, sex-crazed teens. I mean, yeah. yeah. All they could think about was... Boning. <laughs> exactly, so, you know, they weren't a survival instinct. If I was at Crystal Lake Camp... We're not talking about that. We weren't, but if I was, <laughs> I would have I would have survived that. You're not as and, horny and as everyone else? Film, that is correct. Uh. And I would have been in this film as well. I'm constantly alert. Whenever I know I'm entering a horror film territory... This is a suspense thriller. If we're being technical. Suspense thriller. Yes. Then I'd be really suspenseful and wound up really tight. <laughs> so any surprise attack thing, somebody would have touched me and I would turn around and attack S- them first. Stab them. Yeah, that's what happens to the doc when yeah. he suddenly becomes a ninja. Well, don't... It doesn't sneak. help him. <laughs> no, but done that to Mary, didn't he? And had, had he been Norman at that point or something, Mary would have been all right. Yeah, but he was an innocent man. Well, don't sneak off on people. It's a suspense film. <laughs> <laughs> They're all wound up. And as as Mrs. Spooley, the elderly lady who you never mentioned at that point, I did. You you listen back. <laughs> she would have been um surely if she reveals to Norman that as you know he's like oh, I'm your mother. Should she not think what happened to the the other mother, if you like? Yeah. Well, maybe she's thinking, oh, my sister. She she was nasty and horrible to Norman. I've been protecting him from Mister Toomey and Lila and all the other people. So he'll be more appreciative of. Me. Yeah, no. But yeah, she she drastically underestimates Norman's psychosis. The, yeah, the lengths that he's been pushed to. So I mean, I don't know what happens in the third film. Maybe it just goes back to Norman being a stabby, stabby murderer, and we get a well. Let's find out. Put it on now. <laughs> no, I'll save it for maybe next year. Right. <laughs> if I can find it, I only watched this one because it was on TV. So okay, fair enough. It was an easy get. So yeah. Uh, what did you think of it then uh, from what I've told you just overall as far as like sequels to big films it sounded films okay go. didn't sound bad I enjoyed your rendition of it thank you was yes. it well acted it was terribly acted <laughs> but yeah it wasn't wasn't. it sounds alright plot wise yeah uh, Quentin Tarantino you'll be interested to know has gone on record saying that he preferred this one to the original Psycho. I thought you were going to say he was making a Psycho film. <laughs> but okay. No. And I can understand why he would like it more. Because it's a tortured character getting tortured. And that's most of his films, isn't it? <laughs> it's just torture the main character uh, and, until they can't take it anymore and they kill Bill. So <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it, Chris. How do people get in contact with us? Uh, well, they can email the show at wecouldsurvive.gmail.com or find us on Twitter at wecouldsurvive. And of course, if you're streaming the show at the moment, there will be a comment section or a review section that you can leave writings in. This is your mother. Do a better podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll be back next week for another episode. For Friday 13th, part 8. 
I don't think we've done Friday the 13th part one. No, we haven't, no. No. I've never actually watched them. That Sur- is shocking. Surprises you, doesn't it? But, well, not as... Well, it, it does a bit, because you're the horror guy. Although you have got the Halloween box set, and you haven't watched them all yet. You've I had it for, like, watch, over a year. I can only watch them on Halloween. Did you watch any this Halloween? No. For goodness sake. I was, uh, <laughs> I actually went to the cinema we- and watched First Man instead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Despite the fact there was a Halloween. I'd already seen the Halloween okay, film. Okay, yeah. But First Man is way hall- more Halloweenier. Obviously. <laughs> it's a pretty good uh, film, actually. I would recommend that. Okay. I, I, that's based on real events. I don't think Armstrong dies, does he? He doesn't, no. no. He successfully does the moon landing. A lot of astronauts die beforehand. Martians and stuff? There are no Martians. Ah, fuck it. It sounds bad. <laughs> Oh, we should do attack from attack. No, um, invaders from Mars. Attack from Mars. Attack from. Oh yeah, what's one with Piers Brosnan in it? Mars attacks. Yes, I we should do that. We should do that. <laughs> I've seen bits of it. That is corny as hell. Oh, I used to watch it all the time when I was a kid. Yeah, that doesn't surprise Brosnan me. Piers Brosnan in it. It's got a matey boy who sings a song. What's his name? There are lots of matey boys that sing a song. Elton John. He it's sings. Not Elton, a not Elton John. He sings a song. Stormzy. <laughs> Who are we no. talking about? Snoop Dogg. <laughs> what are we doing? I'll no. name all the singers. That's Ed a... Sheeran. We're supposed to be ending this and we're talking about bloody Ed Sheeran. You're talking about Ed Sheeran. I'm I know. trying to talk about um something Jones. What's Tom Jones. Yes, Tom Jones is in it. Great. Now with that mystery solved, goodbye everybody. So long.